This is Let's Parent on Purpose, a podcast to help parents build kids that are going to build the kingdom of God. My name is Jay Holland, and I'm here today to bring you 20 plus years of student ministry, foster parenting, parenting my own kids. We're going to try to share with you some tips and tricks that have helped us to thrive and not just survive as we walk through these parenting years together. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. And let me wish you a happy Valentine's Day, which happens to be, I think, my least favorite holiday, if you can call it a holiday, of the entire year. Why do I hate Valentine's Day? Well, I think it's completely made up, and I watch a bunch of kids start stupid fake relationships and spend a lot of money that they don't have or that they bum for mom and dad um, just to have temporary romances and pump up the economy a little bit. But I'm not bitter because I love my wife and I get to have another excuse to have a date with her. So happy Valentine's Day. Hope you enjoy it. Well, I guess there is one other reason that Valentine's Day is fun because in, in our student ministry, this is typically the time of year that we start talking about sex and sexuality. Not that we don't through the rest of the year, but I try to give moms and dads um, some time when the sixth graders come up to have the talk with them. And by the way, if you're one of those moms and dads and you need to have the talk with your kids, then I would um, I would highly recommend this resource called Passport to Purity by Dennis Rainey. And uh, it's there's there's a male version and there's a female version. And kind of the way you do it is you you pick a weekend to go out with uh, dads with sons, moms with daughters. And you have a special weekend together where you do something fun, and uh, there's CDs that you throw in. There's a special journal that goes with it. But on the CDs, they, they kind of walk through uh, not just the biological side, but the spiritual side of sex and sexuality. And uh, they get to say all of the awkward stuff that maybe you would sweat and get that frog caught in your throat trying to say. But then you get to have awesome conversations that spring off of that. So we've had a number of parents do it. I, I can't recommend it enough. And uh, again, it's called Passport to Purity. Um, you can look it up online. I'll see if I can put a link to it if I remember in the, in the blog uh, at letsparentonpurpose.com that would go along with today's notes. But I want to share with you some of the key things that we have taught that seem to have been effective year after year as we try to help raise kids that have some kind of identity um, with, with a healthy sexuality in a culture that just in no way whatsoever even knows what that is. Um, And, and, you know, I can remember growing up going to these different conferences where uh, they would have everybody come forward and make pledges and sign cards. And and I got to admit that I walked down and did that. And at the same time, uh, just was filled with every bit the same amount of lustful thoughts beforehand as after, except for maybe like 30 seconds of guilt. Because what I found in my life and in working with kids, and maybe you found in yours, guilt is a terrible motivator. Uh, You can motivate somebody through guilt to change their short-term behavior or maybe to give you a little bit of money for a cause. You can show them a picture of a sad kid and you can get a month's worth of support from them. But people have to have a motivation that's, that's positive to really want to buy into it and stick with it. And so as we have walked through uh, year after year of, of teaching manhood and womanhood and God's design for relationships, I've come across a, a little phrase 
from, I, I think it was from Andy Stanley that I first heard it. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm sure it was from Andy Stanley, who's a pastor up in um, Atlanta, Georgia, that I first heard it. And this saying has, has been so helpful to wrap our ultimate teaching to our kids around. Because a, as a dad, as a pastor, and even for myself as a Christian, I, I want purity in my life. The Bible, the Bible teaches us to be pure. We know that we want sexual purity in our life. But sometimes you can wonder, well, why? Like, what's the payoff of purity except that the Bible tells you so? And so this statement has been so helpful, and I would recommend you adopting it and you um, explaining it and talking it out with with your own kids. And and here it goes. If you're driving, um, you know what? You're not even going to have to stop and write it down because it's so short, you're going to be able to remember it. Here it is. It's purity paves the way for intimacy. Purity paves the way for intimacy. And so the goal with our physical relationships, with our emotional relationships, even in our relationship with God, the goal isn't purity. The goal is intimacy. Now, intimacy, you need to define, right? So what do we mean by intimacy? Because we can think a lot of things. Well, the definition of intimacy that we're using here, intimacy is when you fully know somebody and you're fully known without fear of rejection. Let me say that again. And, and I didn't come up with that because I'm just not smart enough to come up with something that good. Intimacy is, is fully knowing someone and being fully known without fear of rejection. And you think about that. That's what you want in your relationship with God. You, you want to fully know God. You want God to, to fully know you. And the Bible says that he does. He knows our insides and our outs. He knows when we sit down and when we rise up. Um, and you want no fear of rejection. And, and we realize that as we sin in whatever the area, but especially I, I think as we physically sin and we, we fall into immorality, there's distance between us and God. There's sin in there and there can be fear of rejection. And we absolutely see this in human beings, in physical relationships that, uh, you know, none of us want to be rejected ever. None of us want to put on a fake front. But, but we absolutely, when we get involved with somebody physically, the fear of rejection grows higher and higher, and especially for females. Uh, when you've given yourself to someone physically, there becomes this desperation to, um, to stay together, to cling together, that ends up binding people together a lot of times uh, in dating relationships that just are terrible for one another, are bad news for one another. Why is that? Because God designed sexuality to be the glue that holds married people together. God designed us sexual not just for procreation, but to to be that glue. Because you think about it, you got a selfish man and a selfish woman who've kind of lived their whole life in some way or another, wrapped around themselves. They get together, they they put on their best front, um, we, we aim to impress one another, and then all of a sudden, at some point, we say, I do. And we move into the same house, we share the same bills, we share the same bed, and uh, breath starts to stink. People start to snore. Um, you know, socks start following around everywhere you go in the house. Somebody's sloppy, somebody's lazy, somebody's got bad habits. And these things can start to be withdrawal after withdrawal from uh, our love tank for one another. So God has given this amazing gift of sex to be that glue 
that binds people together, um, not just at the beginning of a marriage, but throughout a marriage where uh, they are, they're able to overlook some of these small things because, because they're bound together and they have intimacy in there. And so they can, they can know about the snoring, they can know about the sloppy socks, and they're not going to be rejected because they've committed to one another in marriage. Well, what happens on if 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 we're not pure before the marriage relationship, and we begin to mess around physically? There's a couple things that happen. Number one is we're spinning that glue that God has given us for marriage, and we're connecting to people that are not our husband and our wife. Um, so we're more attached to them, and we start making worse decisions. We start failing to see danger signs. We start missing things that are so important to see in other people's lives. Uh, And the other thing is the commitment to stay in the relationship gets higher and higher because you've given yourself to one another more and more. And and so we see that lack of purity before marriage uh, starts to increase fear of rejection, which decreases true intimacy. So then what happens is we trade uh, the false intimacy of a physical relationship for the uh, true intimacy of, uh, of actually knowing each other and being honest and open with one another. So if you think about your life experiences, you, you might have experienced the same thing. You, you, very few people in our culture and society make it to the marriage altar um, having been totally pure. And, and, and nobody, I think, in this culture makes it without having been bombarded with sexual image after sexual image and temptation after temptation. And so that it just creates a lot of junk, creates a lot of dirt. And uh, when we tell people, be pure, and then they're not pure, and they've and they've messed up on it. Sometimes they just say, "Well, okay, I'm I'm not pure. Uh, there's no sense in trying now." And they go to the other extreme. Um, and this is where it's so important to to understand the grace of Jesus and understand the forgiveness of Jesus, and and how the Bible does say, "Though our sins be as scarlet, He's washed us as white as snow." Now that doesn't take away my memories. It doesn't take away my experiences. Sometimes it doesn't take away the physical consequences. Um, but I am now spiritually clean before Jesus through His forgiveness. And and what's the purpose of that spiritual clean cleanliness? Well, one of them is that I get to have intimacy with God. And so, for those who have fallen, those who've gone down the path some already, we want to hold up purity not as the end goal, but as the pathway to intimacy with God and intimacy with other people. See, because if I can stay pure, I, I, I heard it said uh, recently uh, that the, the best pillow is a clean conscience. The best pillow is a clean conscience. The, the best way to have a good night's sleep is to have made the right choices during the day. The best pillow is a clean conscience. And in the same way, the best way for me to know somebody and fully know them without fear of rejection is for me to be able to be open with them, to be able to be honest with them, and uh, to be able to treat them right, which means if they're not my spouse, then then hands off. And if they are my spouse, then I fulfill the duties and obligations that God has given me happily. So uh, what then do we tell our kids? Now, I've, I've tried to lay out kind of the philosophy behind it, and we do share a lot of that with them. 
some of the different things that we tell our kids that I think have have stuck is number one, the appetites um, appetites can't be satisfied with just a little bit. They they either need to be starved or they need to be completed. Like you can't tease an appetite. And so we realize through our own history and through observation that the further you go, the further you want to go. The further you go, the faster you you go. Um, And and once you've been somewhere, that pathway is late and you want to get there faster. And so, so important from the beginning to have this ideal that that if I choose a pathway of purity, God will reward me with intimacy. It's not going to be easy, and I might stumble along the way, but I'm going to seek intimacy, and I'm going to seek a clean conscience. So we, we teach them about appetites, and then here's the plan that, that we, uh, just the three-step plan, and, and uh, actually made a, a really dumb Dora the Explorer video to go along with it, and we learned from Dora everything good happens in three steps. So the three steps on our plan to stay pure for our pathway to intimacy is number one, set a standard. Number two, make a plan. And then number three, ask for help. So number one, set a standard. If I realize that purity paves the way for intimacy and I want intimacy with God and I want intimacy with my spouse and and I want the clearest, most open friendships with other people, then I need to set a standard at the beginning of what I'm willing to do and what I will not do in a relationship. And and just the, the coaching and the guideline for that is don't set the standard right up against the line. Um, so what we always just coach is like, if, if you feel like, um, you know, going to number one, a lot of just the standards of this world are immoral as, as they are. But set standards in such a way to where if you happen to trip and fall a little bit over your standard, you're still not into sin. So set a standard of who you'll be with, how you'll be alone, where you'll be with people, what you'll do, what you'll not do. Um, if I could brainwash them all to just hold hands, I would do that. So I try. Maybe one of them will do it. So number one, set a standard. Number two, uh, make a plan. And and that once you've set your standard of how how far you'll go, or, or not even just how far you'll go, but how what boundaries you'll have, then you need to make a plan. You need to start thinking of what are the situations that I'm going to be in? What am I, what am I going to do if I'm asked to um, go to this party? What am I going to do if this person asked me to go here? What am I going to do when th- the peers and friends around me start making bad decisions? So you kind of coach them through those plans. Like you, you can role play, okay, what are you going to do in this? What are you going to do in that? Um, so set a standard, make a plan. And then number three is ask for help. And, and this is where we want to coach them, number one, to ask God for help um, and to claim the, claim the name of Jesus and, and to pray out loud. But number two, you want that open line of communication with moms and dads. You want them to have other adults in their life that are further along to where it's not just their best friend that they confide to, but there are people that they know that they can go and they can talk judgment-free. And even though you may not agree with what they've done, Even though there may be consequences, there's love, and especially if they're the ones that come forward, if they're the ones that come to you, and especially if they're asking for help, then man, you're all in. 
and, and you celebrate that as a win, even if there was some failure along the way, if they're coming and they're asking for help, not because they know they're about to get caught, but because they know they're struggling, you know, this could be with pornography, this could be in a relationship that's just gone too far. If they're willing to come and ask for help, then you need to celebrate that as just evidence that God is moving and working in their life. Hey, this is one of those areas that, uh, you know, we have all struggled with. We've all walked through and experienced to varying degrees. We've all failed on, and yet we want our kids to be perfect in. We want them to never fail in because we're terrified of the consequences. Well, let's let's not walk in terror. Let's, let's give them a good goal. Let's give them a good standard, but let's have open lines of communication. Let's be honest about our own failures, not to enable them to fail themselves, but to realize that there's grace, there's healing, um, there's learning through these trials, and hey, and open lines of communication are the best offense and defense that you can have so that your kids not just get to experience purity, but they get to experience intimacy with God, with you, and ultimately with the, the, the husband or wife that God will bring into their life. Hey, isn't this just a super fun Valentine's-themed message? And isn't it just one of those things that you would prefer to never have to think about? Well, guess what? You're a parent, so you get to enjoy it. Um, get a support team around you. I cannot imagine walking through parenting my kid without an awesome church family around. Uh, again, if you're on the treasure coast of, of Florida, we we would love to have you join us if, if you don't have a church family at Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church here in Stewart. And if you're somewhere else, um, find a church family. Find one that's honest, that's open, that's real. But, but you know, my standard for a church is not their music. I have I have... I have an iPhone that I can listen to whatever music I want the rest of the week. Um, it's not how perfect the preaching is. It's does the leadership seek Jesus? Do the people there seek Jesus? And are they willing to be open and honest um, about their their failures and their successes? And do they have a do they have a passion for the lost? Let that be your standard, and not not music, not uh, dress, not not these things. Um, so again, get yourself a good support team around you. Um, pray about it, have open lines of communication. Once again, if, if you need to have these talks with your kids, Passport to Purity is an amazing resource, and you can look that up. And uh, hey, let me know how I can help. Let me know if there's a particular topic or something like that that you would like addressed, and uh, I'd love to cover it. And you can you can do that through sending me an email um, or going to letsparentonpurpose.com, leaving a comment in the, the blog that goes along with this post. Um, so those are just some different ways that we can interact with one another and help each other. So thanks for listening to Let's Parent on Purpose today, and I hope and pray it's been a help to you and that you find victory and that your kids could experience more intimacy with Jesus than even you have to this point in your life. Uh, This has been a ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida. Uh, You can check us out at covenantfellowship.com online. Uh, My name is Jay Holland, and I would love to hear from you. I'd also love if this has been helpful Share it with other people. You can share it through Facebook, through email, through Carrier Pigeon, Twitter. Um, I don't know any adults that have Snapchat, but if you're crazy enough to do that, go ahead and share that too. And uh, again, let me know if there's any way I can help you. Remember, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So enjoy the journey. These kids will be grown up and hopefully we'll have awesome grandkids in the process here real soon. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.